0: The sound you crave is right in front of you. Dynamo amps are the choice of guitarists looking to blend that tone, quality, and perfection you don't find every day. But hey, don't take my word for it, ask Parker Lundgren of Queensryche or Scott Dalhub of Dangerous Toys. Me, personally, I've never heard such a magical sound come from an amp in my life, and I've been playing for over 40 years. Even to quote those high-end companies, they can't compete with dynamo amps. Don't get suckered into an expensive paperweight, go for the best of the best, handmade in Texas. Massive sound? yeah. Dynamo Amplification has that huge Texas sound. Go check them out at www.dynamoamplification.com and make your sound come alive. All right, hey guys, it's The Animal. I'm here with Tyson Leslie. He is, hey, good morning, good looking little girl. (laughs) yeah. Yeah, Tyson, we're watching
1: dora right now oh
0: dora is awesome man i mean it's very exciting it, it, it's a shame that in the early, her later years she got hooked on crack according to family guy but you know <laughs> but you know hey you are the tour manager for vixen correct yes sir all right and you've got your own things going on you did a show last night this is uh May 18th yeah. of 2021, so shows are just now coming back, and you did one last night. Man, I'd, I watched the videos from that, and it looks like you were just having a blast.
1: We did. Yeah, It was our first um, full-capacity show at the venue called The Basement East here in Nashville. And, uh, yeah, it was nice to, you know, A, play in front of humans and, like, lots of them, again, instead of, like, everybody being restricted to sitting at tables and those types of things and then we had about a, a little over 100 performers in the show as well so it was, it was like a big fat family reunion that uh you know people we haven't seen in over a year and it was like it didn't really feel that way that was kind of strange
0: <laughs> right well you know uh what well, was in 2019 i went down to austin and uh, saw you with uh, great white uh striper was there and queensrike uh, okay yeah yeah and uh I'm, I'm sitting there and, and i'm like I, I, I man i know that dude from somewhere and then <laughs> all the bills and bells and whistles started clicking and i'm like okay yeah he's, he's a kansas city guy so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm dude good job being you know getting on top of the world so you were,
1: why were you at that show that's
0: funny uh actually mark kendall invited me down for it i was doing radio oh, in nice. central kansas and, okay. and there was just this huge snafu with that entire thing. I show up at will call and they're like, yeah, we don't have anything here for you. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. But you know, but, that was a
1: fun show. Oh I yeah. Watch, I watched Queensryche
0: out in the audience with Striper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that, that show really, uh, I wasn't too sure about Queensryche new singer. I said, I say new singer. He's been with him, what? Five years. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I I wasn't, totally hooked on him until that show really i I was like man dude's got it so that was was pretty cool (laughs) so tell me tell me what it's like being a road manager for vixen i mean are are are, are the girls really easy to work with i mean i know
1: yeah it's like it's you know i i I don't know if it has to do with timing or if they've just always been this cool you know it's really easy um in terms of everybody gets along and everybody's kind of past, the I don't know. Um, you know, the too cool for school phase. Uh, right. and, and I, I don't know if they ever went through that necessarily, but, you know, I think a lot of these artists and I've noticed this with a lot of the kind of eighties era artists is a lot of these people are just happy that folks are still showing up to their shows. You know, they're just happy to have a gig and have a job still. And oh, exactly. So, I think the time that you know I did a gig with George Lynch one time um, several years ago, and I just remember telling him I was like, "Man, I thought you were going to be a big <laughs> jerk compared to what everybody told me about you." And he was like, "Yeah, well, I used to be that way, kind of, but you know, I'm older now, and I just don't really care about that stuff." I I'm just happy people show up to see me play still. And I yep. was like, oh, that's a good way to
0: look at things. You know? and, so, and George is I, a great guy. He he really is. Yeah,
1: he was great. He was super nice. Yeah. And, <laughs> so. uh,
0: no, well, now, uh, I can say this back in, good Lord, it was probably 89, 90, 91, something in that area. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I went to, to see Vixen at Memorial Hall in Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah, I was at that show, too. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, <laughs> yeah, they like actually the made time. time. I, I was one of the geeks standing out there by the bus going, eh, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah. when they came I out, they, they took time for everybody that was there. Yeah. Just really, just really great. They they weren't on the rock star level with everybody. They were just like, hey, how you doing? And they were generally right. concerned with the people that were there to see them.
1: Yeah, they're still pretty much that way. I mean, um, you know, Roxy, a lot of times it's like we got to, you're you, you walking down a hallway, you're like, oh, shit. let me go grab roxy she's talking to somebody right we gotta go we gotta go we gotta go like the the bus is leaving like now we gotta go and she doesn't want to go because she's too busy gabbing with people and and that's what that's one of the things that people love about her you know and like is is that just it you know she's just that's who she is and it's awesome
0: yeah how (laughs) long have you how long have you been with vixen
1: Oh gosh, uh, February of 2017, I think. Oh wow, so you, you've been there for a I minute. can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> my, <laughs> my, with with the one year that we had off, that I like, I just can't. It's hard to keep track at this point. It like, is. It remember. is. Well, you I know. just remember when I moved to Nashville in 2015. Uh, my first gig was with Tracy Lawrence playing okay. keys for him. And that was three months after I moved here and I didn't keep that gig for very long. Cause I just, re- I realized that I'm not very good at playing country music and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, a band like Vixen's born by wheelhouse tonight. So I got that the year, at, a year after, um, right. after the Tracy gig ended. So, so that, that's yeah, about right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, you know, the thing is people don't realize this. Whenever you start thinking of, uh, somebody playing keyboards you you always go back to John Lord in uh, deep purple and yeah, what he yeah. was doing there and you're sitting there going man what how does this break away and, and start going with other audience and then you realize that there are some incredible key players out there oh yeah that are overlooked when it comes to being a part of a band I mean Don Auer sure for instance everybody knows the beginning to Mr. Crowley. Everybody's heard it. Yeah. Yeah. But without yeah. knowing Don putting his two right. cents in on that and saying, no, we need to right. do it like this. That song, I don't think that song would have been as, as uh, impactful.
1: impactful. Oh, absolutely. And I actually got to see him play that here in Nashville with some friends of mine. Oh, um, because uh, they were Deep purpose in town and Don and, and and uh, oh gosh who else there? Was it? There's was two or three of the guys were here. Yeah. And uh, got up and sat in with a uh, band called the Rock and Roll Residency at the time. That was super cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, and he did that. You know, he he did Mr. Crowley, and I was like, all right, that's that's pretty cool to be like standing here watching this happen. So
0: <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. You, okay, so you, you you probably geek out at, at when you see somebody doing something like that, and you're going yeah, I, I got to witness this. It, be... Yeah, you
1: get lots of moments like that here yeah. in town. I mean, I got to play last night with, you know, the guitar player from Chicks. I got to play Cold Blood with him, you know, and just oh. those things kind of, those little things that happen here is super fun, and that's one of the things that makes Nashville a little bit unique. It's, it's kind of like you know, it, it, probably living in L.A. in the 80s or whatever, and you're just like kind of walking around like, oh, and there's that guy, and there's that right. guy, and there's that, you know, it's just, it's. Uh, the only difference is here, it's like, wait, the guy that just gave, just served my food, just wrote a number one hit song like last week or yeah, whatever, you exactly. know, like Or yeah. you have guys that sitting at a restaurant saying is that the drummer for Taylor Swift's band? I don't know who's Taylor Swift's drummer. You know, like, maybe but it's uh, that kind of stuff.
0: Really fun. Well, and, and, you know, that that's the sad thing about it, is you get the super artists such as uh, Taylor Swift or, I mean, even Brad Paisley, any of those guys, yeah. they know that artist, but they don't know the band. Sure, yeah. And without the band, let's face it, there's not a whole lot of great stuff there.
1: All yeah, right. well, I mean, that's what that, you know, a movie that they put out a little while back called, uh, it was a hired gun. Yeah. You know, really kind of put a, a reflection on people like me and, <laughs> yeah. and people that play for the, you know, it's like when Vixen goes to do pictures, I'm like, okay, bye girls. So I'm going to go back to the hotel and chill out or go <laughs> do something else. Cause I don't have to do any of that. Cause I'm not, a band member. I'm a, I play for Vixen. I'm right. not in Vixen, if that makes sense, you know? Uh, yeah. And that, and that's fine. Cause like, I mean, that's, that was always their brand was the, you know, the girls and the, that's their thing. And, and I don't, I hate doing pictures. So I'm like, all right, see you later.
0: <laughs> okay. So one thing I'm not, I, I I'm not going to do is ask about the whole Jan thing. Uh, mm-hmm. and the, the travesty that has hit, vixen let's face it i mean stuff like that happens but what i yeah. do want to touch on is are there shows coming up that you, you're just like going, yeah this is this is happening now
1: yeah um we have our first show is the second week of june in hot springs arkansas at this amusement park place which i'm really kind of excited about that <laughs> okay, cool so i can play gig and ride roller coasters kick ass so that's fun i'm there <laughs> yeah so we're doing that and then so we have starting in june we have two to five dates a month for the rest of the year and then and with supposedly more being added so um so i'm totally perfectly happy with that oh, know,
0: absolutely and Let's face it. Taking a year off, man. It, it it's time to get live music going again. It's time to get everybody back together and start doing these stellar shows. So, you know, whether it be at Sandstone, and yeah, I know that's not the name of it anymore, but you know, <laughs> yeah, or you know, uh, anywhere. Right, so you're still based in Kansas City now, though. Actually, I'm in Dallas. Yeah, right. Oh, you are. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, the Dallas area. Uh, I was doing I was doing radio in central Kansas. Up to okay. uh, when COVID hit. And yeah. for some reason, the powers to be decided they wanted to go talk radio. And, well, me being a monkey behind the mic, I'm not going to sit here and talk about politics all day. So right, I, right. I decided to jump ship. I, I moved down here to Dallas uh, oh, wow. and got married. And, yeah, so. Well, good for you. <laughs> oh, thank all you. Right.
1: But you know, the, Yeah, I'm actually moving back to Kansas City this summer.
0: Oh, so. really? Yeah. Awesome. Well, you know, a lot of people don't realize this. There are a lot of uh, incredible bands that uh, the people live in Kansas City. Yeah. You know, uh, know, uh, head east. A couple of their guys live there. Of course, you know everybody except their keyboard player. Yeah. Exactly. The the original member. Yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, and of course, you know, you remember Terry Dunn.
1: I do. I played with Angie in 2008.
0: Oh, nice. Well, uh, I
1: fell in for Billy, uh, for Bill Westfall <laughs> that year when we did, they did a reunion show for Rocklahoma. Okay. And, uh, so I was their bass player of that for that
0: show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, I talked to Terry last night and I told yes. him I, I was uh talking to you today and he's like he's like oh man tell him i said hi <laughs> so i was like all yeah, right cool
1: i love terry he's good yeah oh, he's great. a great guy I, I love all those guys in that band I mean, they don't love each other but i, I love
0: them all <laughs> so. well actually uh chuck hopkins yeah is working with terry right now on the new banshee album yeah that's what i heard about that <laughs> so yeah, i'm i'm, I'm pretty cool. i'm pretty stoked to hear the new stuff coming out and banshee yeah, and myself like rendered
1: call as a what was you know he's pretty extraordinary He's yeah pretty awesome you know but i also i saw Tommy Lee flood on the Masters of the rock cruise last year he was there hanging with us so not like he didn't go with us but yeah i i was like i was somewhere in like the merch line or looking at something and i look over i was like a tommy flood from banshee <laughs> that's, i not sure if it was
0: that's, that's awesome was cool. and, and you know it's it's like it's like i i've told terry several times i mean we had we had uh banshee out in central kansas two years ago for a, a festival oh, okay and uh it's like i told him i said, I said dude i i'm friends with kent i'm friends with, Ken, I'm friends with T- uh, tommy i'm friends with you and at the time yeah. you know bill was still alive i said I, "And i'm friends yeah. with bill yeah and it I, i'm not i don't care about your guys's politics you guys did some right. great music and that's what yeah. i want to remember you guys as sure so it, it was just one of those you know little quirky things that was just like all right, well, here's this, so put this in your pipe and smoke it or walk away from it. I don't care, but this is how it is. But, yeah. you know, Terry's really re- receptive to all that, which is really cool. Sure, yeah. So uh, going into the the whole genre of music, you've been all over the boards, man. You've been everywhere. Uh, you told me a, a couple of days ago you did uh, the reunion show for Giant,
1: yeah, I actually just saw Mark last night. He played in my show last night, the uh, oh. second guitar player of Giant, um, Mark Oakley. Nice. Yeah. He, uh, he, so it was Dan Huff and Mark. And Mark came out and played. Uh, he, what did he play on? He played Tora Tora's Walking Shoes on my Rare Hair show last night. That's oh, like nice. A He's a great player and a super nice guy. And, uh, yeah, I that was like, that was surreal. Like, I mean, because, you know, if you look up, so if, if your list for your listeners, if you look up Dan Huff, that's what two Ns, D A N N Huff, and you look at his discography on Google, just Google it. You yeah. just like what? It's so ridiculous. This, stuff. I mean, he played on Michael Jackson's Bad and like all the Shania Twain records and like yeah. simply the best by Tina Turner, just like all kinds of stuff. And and so the fact that these guys asked me to play in this band, you know, for their reunion show was just like ridiculous. And you know, everybody in that band are Nashville legend like studio guys like they're everybody knows them for being just like because they played on every damn record that you can <laughs> possibly think of from <laughs> Keith Urban to Rascal Flatts like oh, I yeah, mean, you could just go down the line it's ridiculous and that's all they do for a living now they don't you know cuz giants not a thing really so they but there's they've been studio guys for the last 20 years or more right and right. Um, and so it was really and it was really surreal to go over to Dan's house to rehearse for this, that thing. Uh-huh. I'm like, that refrigerator costs more than my car. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it was so crazy, but it was really neat. And he's a really awesome guy and, and you know, his whole family, everybody in that whole camp is are really cool.
0: Oh, well, that's awesome. Man. Well, Hey, let's take a little break here and we're going to come back with Tyson Leslie and we're going to talk a little bit more about the beast that is music. The sound you crave is right in front of you. Dynamo amps are the choice of guitarists looking to blend that tone, quality, and perfection you don't find every day. But hey, don't take my word for it. Ask Parker Lundgren of Queensryche or Scott Dalhub of Dangerous Toys. Me, personally, I've never heard such a magical sound come from an amp in my life. And I've been playing for over 40 years. Even to quote those high-end companies, they can't compete with dynamo amps. Don't get suckered into an expensive paperweight. Go for the best of the best. Handmade in Texas. Massive sound? Yeah. Dynamo Amplification has that huge Texas sound. Go check them out at www.dynamoamplification.com and make your sound come alive. All right, hey, I'm back, man, and I've got Tyson Leslie. Not only is he a keyboardist extraordinaire, I mean, we're talking, you know, look out, Bach, here we come. This guy can play the drums, he can play, you know, the guitar, the bass. You are the utility man of music, right? Uh, (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Well, I mean... Yeah.
1: I mean, I'd take take whatever gigs come my way for whatever people need. Right. um, You know, I... The way I look at it, people go, well, what do you prefer to play? i want whatever, I get hired to play, really. <laughs> I mean, if they want keys, then that's what I'll show up with. A lot of times I'll show up with, you know, keys and a rhythm guitar just so I can right. have something to do because I ain't playing A C D C on keyboards. I just refuse to do that, stupid, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and um, or if it's a bass gig, you know, whatever. I, that's one of the, I guess... Being eclectic as a musician and, and knowing lots of different genres and styles and really trying to hone in on how those genres work, whether it's, you know, old school, parliament, funk, or or hip-hop. You know, I've played bass in a, in a, in a rap band before, which is extremely repetitive, but it's right. pretty fun. Uh, you know, I'm playing to play in a thrash metal band or playing in a band like Dixon. It just whatever the gig calls for. Exactly. Um, I try to adapt to it, you know.
0: Can. Well, now one of the things that, like for myself, let's talk about the bass for a minute. You know, everybody sure. knows the iconic uh, "Sweet Child of Mine" bass solo at the beginning of it. Yeah, yeah. My favorite bass line that was ever written was is in the song uh, "Waterfalls" by uh, God. Who was it? Yeah, TLC or TLC. Yeah, yeah. So that bass line, I'm sitting there going, "Wow, that." That was really cool, you know. Yeah. doing the the arpeggiated um, pentatonic scale inside that. You're like, what are you doing? But it was just, so, right. it was so cool. I was, I'm, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Man, I'm a yeah, I'm a rocker core cool. to core. You know, I sure. I, I yeah, but it. I
1: mean, all the guys that produced all that stuff like back then, like guys like Babyface and yeah, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and stuff. Those guys are stellar musicians. You know, all oh. those RV records are or killer
0: oh yeah and you you can't take away from the artistship that is inside each one of those yeah so i all right there's my soapbox we're gonna (laughs) (laughs) so if you had to narrow it down and we're gonna call this the the tap moment what is the craziest thing you've ever experienced yourself on tour or in the studio or whatever, you're like, man, that this just cannot be happening.
1: Well, <laughs> um, there was me and our, our, guitar player, Brittany or Brit lightning. Um, we were pretty new to Vixen and it was one of our, it was, you know, I don't, I don't know how long we'd been in the band, not too long at that point. And we played the M three festival in Maryland and which is a big you know it's basically like monsters rock Cruise on land it's just a bunch yeah. of 80s bands for three days it's a lot of fun and we were leaving the we went we got there the night before like we always do we don't ever fly in day of show but what that allowed us to do is see a bunch of our friends play you know watched a bunch of bands it was leaving, uh, we, well first of all there's a catering area and the food there's really really good they had all these brownies and <laughs> you know pizzas and you know all kinds of food or whatever and then we are all leaving and this guy comes up to us and he's got a baker's box and he's like you guys like the brownies and catering like, yeah those are amazing and they were because i ate like 10 of them by myself uh, right and he's like well here have some more so we all start, like, oh thanks man start eating them and um i had like you know i don't know two i guess or whatever and no, I and I, you know, I'm being tour manager. I got to get back to the hotel. I got to work on the set list and get everything ready for the next day. And I sit down on my bed and I was like, "Man, I'm really tired." All of a sudden, and Dude. then, uh, <laughs> and then I realized, I start. I lay down and I was like, oh, "I guess I'll go to bed." And I realized <laughs> like I can't go to bed. I'm not tired. I'm not tired. I'm. Oh man,
2: And You're I baked. just started
1: feeling my whole body, and I was like. <laughs> And it was so intense because, you know, if you if, if anybody knows to, um, with the pop or anything, like you're only supposed to eat like a little bit of it, like yeah. a corner of it. I ate two of them and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> and, and I, and, and so I lay down trying to sleep through it and my phone rings and it's our drummer, Roxy. And she goes, who doesn't do drugs or any of that stuff at all. Right. And she's like, I think I'm having a heart attack or something. I need to go to the hospital. And I'm like, and I'm really messed up at this point too. And I'm like, no, you're fine. You're just really high. And she's like, no, I haven't done anything. No, I didn't do anything. I was like, the brownies that you ate were not regular brownies. And she was like, oh. And then and I hear Cher, her bass player in the background just like laughing and then crying and then laughing. I'm like, oh God. And there, and somebody's like, can you get, can you come help with this situation? So I go in there. And it's just, the three of us are a mess.
2: And our <laughs> singer
1: and our guitar player didn't eat the brownies. And they're just trying not to laugh at us. Right. And, and, but at the same time, they're also kind of concerned about everybody. <laughs> and I was just like, all right, I can't deal with this. I'm way too messed up right now. So I'm just going to lay on the bed and pretend I'm asleep this, through this hole and listen to everybody act like freak out for a while. <laughs> and then finally, I just kind of like because we were really messed up so you know finally i just kind of stumbled my way back to my room i don't even know how i managed to find my room and, and eventually f- finally passed out at like 6 30 in the morning but it was it's not i will say this as much fun as that story is it's not fun in the moment it's oh like, no <laughs> it, it's super intense and it sucks and it feels terrible <laughs> Exactly, and there's nothing you can do about it. except no. wait it out at that point. <laughs>
0: you're just like you're, you're stuck in this uh scenario of dude, my hands they can touch anything but themselves. Then you put them yeah, down, like, was, oh, wait a it minute, it was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and a lot of people don't realize that there are so many of the artists out there now that even back in the heyday, man, when they would do a lot of uh illegal substances, yeah, yeah, sure, they don't now. <laughs> And so that's true. <laughs> it's it's just one of those things of, am I dying? No, you're high. Well, yeah, I, I haven't right. touched that in, you know, 30 years. Well, guess what? Yeah. 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 We, yeah. We I, mean, to... I
1: don't know, but I know like Roxy's never been a big partyer. Like she's been a, you know drink wine and all that kind right. of stuff. But, you know, she's always said that that's never her thing. But so, so to have, when you're not, Used to doing any of that stuff, it's it's like, well, what's happening to my body
0: right now? <laughs> exactly, and a lot of people don't understand that when you're when you're not used to something like that, man, that's going to throw your whole day off. Because and it did.
1: Our show the next day was not very good. <laughs> we we like we played one song where we completely skipped the bridge. Like it was just like, okay, I guess we're not doing that part. Never mind. You know, next. We we're just all in a brain fog the whole day. Wow, man.
0: And it, you're right. It is funny to hear that story, but man, I'm, I'm willing to bet, you know, a million dollars to that whole thing that everybody in the band was like, holy God. Yeah, you it know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, wasn't, it was not, not pleasant at all. Right. But And it's funny because there's a video of that show too, like on YouTube and stuff. And I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> great. Awesome.
0: Well, uh, so whenever you guys show up early for, uh, a show you know you come in the day before, yeah. Do you do you ever just go out and see the sights?
1: I do. The girls are old and don't care, and they're like they they they're, <laughs> I would say a bunch of old ladies that are just like yeah we've been there done that. They're fine. they're they're in bed like eight o'clock or you know nine o'clock. Right. Like, I'm I'm no I'm going to do things. Bye. You know I got <laughs> I'm I I got things to do. I haven't done all this cool stuff like you guys did because I wasn't you know like right i'm, I'm coattail rider right here at this point you know much like i you got to do yes because you know like we're in europe a few years ago everybody's in bed. i was like are you kidding me right now <laughs> like we're in barcelona right now you guys are in bed at nine o'clock yeah we've already been here I'm like okay bye i'm out of here <laughs> and i just you know wandered all over the universe by myself oh yeah I'm not, i do that a lot <laughs> but you know at this point in the united states especially um i've gotten you know i've got friends all over like all over the states and you know whether it's people i went to school with or people i've met you know especially now that i've been streaming on the internet for a year yeah um you no know, i literally have friends like in all kinds of parts of the united states and i was like hey if i'm ever coming through and you want to come to a show yeah then, you know you have supported me all year you've Kept food on my table for, you know, that's how I made a living during the pandemic time is playing music on Facebook and on Twitch. And so, you know, I was like, them now, now it's like, you supported me. Come hang out, see a show. I'll take you to lunch or dinner or whatever the night before if I'm in town. You know, I think it's, it's pretty cool. So community.
0: Okay. So I got to ask this, since you're a tour manager, you deal with, you deal with a lot of the writer stuff that's in the, the contracts. Yeah, that's my main thing I deal with, actually. So, I know that almost every band will throw something in there that's just absolutely ridiculous just to make sure that the venue or the promoter is reading it. Sure. Uh, what's one of Vixen's things they'll just throw in there, just like, okay, we'll make sure you're on your toes?
1: We Yeah, we don't really have anything like that. Uh, everybody, Things get screwed up enough as it is, but, you know... <laughs> um, the only thing I do feel like we have an excessive amount of stuff right that's like gets to the point sometimes where I'm like, okay, this is kind of wasteful. Like, you're not gonna eat that like that big ass thing of cheese and that big old like tram <laughs> whatever. Right. Like, why do we keep getting this? Because they always order it and then they just like end up taking two bites of it and then sending it back. I'm like, you're you're wasting animals. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> stop doing that but i anything really you know the brown m&m's thing or nothing like that it's okay. more just like our stuff though because the biggest thing is i'm in charge of we don't nobody in the band travels with an instrument at all except for our guitar player she brings a guitar really um, uh so like share doesn't take a bass i don't take keys obviously you know roxy doesn't travel with drums she just brings her sticks so <laughs> i need to make so it's my job more than anything to make sure that the equipment is right when we get when we get there, and it's been extraordinarily wrong before. Yeah, and um, so that's you know that's the more important part than you know trying to catch a promoter that really The thing is like, okay, I why are there two different size kick drums, or you know why why did we get some like you know. Brad's brother's crappy bass from the pawn shop instead of the Fender's, you know, precision bass that we asked for, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, that has become a huge uh, industry is Backline. Yeah. You know, I – Yeah, sure. Let's see, uh, you know, a couple years ago, I was doing that festival in central Kansas, and uh, a lot of the bands were relying on me for Backline because I I used to do a uh, kid's – Rock Clinic. Uh, okay, I, I would. It's it was like uh, the the nationally known uh, school for rock yeah. and roll. Yeah, <laughs> can't legally say their name. So, <laughs> um, what I would do is when we did that festival, I had two Blackstar uh, heads and two four twelve cabinets, and right. a drum kit and an Ampeg uh, bass cabinet and the most stellar bass amp of all time, the Crate X two hundred right uh and i i let everybody use that stuff well yeah. one of the bands showed up and they're like oh we won't play on black stars and i go why uh-huh. he goes right. he goes well it says in our writers that we're supposed to have marshall uh was it the dsl 2000s as a minimum mm-hmm. and i go just plug into it and play it trust me <laughs> and he's like well why i'm like well this has been modded by Mike Soldano. Trust me, it's going to do everything you want it to do. <laughs> oh, nice! And I had to deal with a couple of different people about their writers and be like, no, you're not getting that. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. I mean, sometimes you, uh, you know, there's certain folks that you'll run into that sometimes because there's endorsement come endorsement issues.
2: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: you know, if, if, your artist is a Sabian artist and uh, you show up and they have Zildjian symbols, but it's specifically requesting the writer that, you know, they're they're kind of nullifying their contract with, yep. with the, the company that they're endorsing. So they can't, they, they actually literally can't. So in a situation like what you just described, I, I'm more expected. It was more like not being snobby, but like, Oh no, we actually have an endorsement with this company and this is why we
0: asked for it. So well, we gotta have that. Well now see, uh, you know, DW, they're huge in the drum world. Yeah. Um, I, my kit was a Pearl kit and sure. I, I totally, I totally understand endorsement deal. Uh, I'm a hundred percent for it. I, I love the yeah, company. It's
1: a little tougher. I would imagine it, when it you're is. doing backline stuff, you know, cause you can't just have access to anything. Weird.
0: Well, actually I got in with a company in Wichita that has, you know, DW, Yamaha, Ludwig, Pearl, mm-hmm. Gretsch. I mean, all of those brands. Yeah in house and I was able to get them from them nice. for other artists but yeah it, it was just one of those crazy things to me that this going into craft services one of the bands mm-hmm. was a vegetarian band
1: yeah and yeah we have two vegans in our band so huh? so and
0: and I'm sitting there and I go okay that. I will I will get you guys a a, a vegetarian cook no problem, and we'll have some awesome food here for you. They yeah. didn't even eat. Oh. I'm like, oh, dude, are you kidding? I, I, not only did I pay for the product, I paid right. the chef fifteen hundred dollars to be here to cook for you. Oh wow, <laughs> you
1: know, so yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I mean, you know, that's one of the things that I guess as a promoter, you risk those kinds of things. And oh, it absolutely. Happen.
0: <laughs> you know. Well, you know, foghat and what has can their you own... do. It's like, yeah, oh, shit. Foghat has their own line of wine. Right. And they sure. wanted like eight cases of it at the show. Oh, hilarious. And I I, <laughs> I, call, I called up uh, Roger Earl. And I go, Roger, I said, I'm not getting that. You're not getting that. I, I will get you a case, but I'm not buying eight. He started laughing. Right. He goes, where does it say eight? And So I right. s- took a picture of the uh, per diem and sent it to him. He goes, he goes, yeah, he's he that supposed to be a one eight bottles.
1: Oh right, <laughs> there oh you go. pretty yeah, like, right, cool.
0: Because that, that man, <laughs> that stuff's like eighty bucks a bottle.
1: Right, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> but it was it was a good time. We enjoyed it. Yeah. So, but hey, it, when you guys come to uh, the Dallas area. Man, we definitely got to hook up and i'm going to show you some really cool places that is down here that a lot of people don't know about yeah man i haven't been to dallas in a long time
1: was that as trees is that dallas i was there a long long time ago played there yeah a million years ago like in the early 2000s and uh i you know we had some friends down there and whatever but we just don't for whatever reason we don't get down there very often you you mentioned Austin. That was the last time we had played anywhere. Was that. Was it Austin? Is yeah. That right? Yeah. Gosh, we didn't even get to do anything in that town. That sucks. That's the thing is like you come in, you know, some of these towns like that that are like obviously known for music and things yeah, like that. Exactly. You don't even get to do anything. So we, you know, because that was a, a run that we were doing. So it was like we did fly in, go to venue, do show go to a hotel and go you know because by the time you get done with the show yeah load out and everything else there's you know there's no point in going out because everything's getting ready to close anyway and then uh they're flying out the next morning to either the next gig or home whatever exactly so sometimes you don't get to so yeah i didn't I, a friend of mine that i went to high school with, she came to the show and got pictures and hung out and that was fun but i didn't get to go anywhere it, you know go into the city or
0: any of that stuff right so well and you know the 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 crazy thing is is everybody thinks that you know rock stars just show up and do a show man that's not what it is when you when you show up at the venue man you got to make sure the the amps are set right you got to make sure that your your guitar is correct you got to make sure Sure. the keyboards are on a stand that's not going to fall down there's all this stuff that nobody ever thinks about that goes into the show Yeah. yeah um yeah, I, I've seen shows where the drummer's back are playing, and all of a sudden they hit a cymbal, and the cymbal falls over into the kit because yeah, it wasn't, you know, it, there's all that stuff, and that's why sound check takes forty five minutes to an hour, and they play one song.
1: Unless you're Vince Neil, then it takes four hours. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I don't just, even want to get then, started on that band turn. <laughs> listens to him. Well, not even him, but this is a long time ago. But I was in a different band. We toured with, with Vince for a while they always tell us get there make sure just get the work, get there at one o'clock. And we got there at one o'clock and sat there for yep. four hours every day while they sound checked all day. And Vince was even there. Yeah. He never, you know, he never does sound checks. And uh, I loved all those guys at that band, but Oh my God. <laughs> really? <laughs> does it take that long to do drums? Now that was Brent Fitz back then playing with Vince. Okay. Brent Fitz for slash now. Yeah. And, uh, well, great guy.
0: You know, I, I remember, uh, God, I can't, what what show was that? I was at it, it was a Vince Neal show, and he, yeah. he you know is when he's doing all the dive bars uh, back in, yeah. in the early '90s, right yeah. after he left Motley Crue. He just he, dude if they'd pay him five bucks, he'd show up and sing. Yeah, right. Sure. Um, we were he he did a show in Olathe at a little bitty club off of uh, Fifty Six Highway, and I I was there before the show, and Vince was sitting there. And he actually looked at me and he goes, dude, he goes, how many people do you think are going to show up? I was like, dude, you're going to pack this place. He goes, really? He goes, without the other guys. I'm like, dude, trust me, you're going to pack this place. This is going to be awesome. And <laughs> Steve Stevens was playing guitar for him. Yeah. And Steve yeah, walked up. And, I,
1: and my buddy Dave. Yeah.
0: Well, see Steve walked up and I started talking to him about the, the floating tremolo and, and how he invented it and what was going through his head and all that. Cause I've always been a really inquisitive kind of person. Sure. And, Vince looks at me and he goes, "You really are a guitar player, aren't you?" I was like, "Yeah, I am." <laughs> he goes, "Most people just." That want was a to... good
1: band he had back then, dude. Right wasn't back it? In the day. Oh my yeah. god, I, I can't remember who was from... playing
0: bass. Who was playing bass? Was it Dana Strum?
1: Uh, possibly. I yeah. mean, Dana's been with him forever and ever. And yeah, Dana was doing some. Dana actually did some. He was kind of Vince's go-to right-hand dude when when. Even on the Motley tour, like the last Molly tour, and oh, stuff. Yeah. So they they're pretty tight. And Vince, Dana does all of Vince's tour management duties when Vince is out too. So right. He 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 he's actually has the same job as me. He's taught me a lot of stuff about. So he, I remember the first time I met him, I wanted to punch him in the face. Right? <laughs> he was so bossy and just like I couldn't stand him. And I was like, man. Yeah. Because right. I was new. I was the new guy in Vixen, you know, and right. he was, and he knew it. He was like, I'm going to chew you up and show you how this shit works. But, you know, um, ultimately we've become friends and, and he, uh, you know, he's taught me a lot about uh, my job
2: <laughs> Oh because yeah. he's
1: been doing it forever and he's really good at it. And, you know, Dana's one strong suit, um, maybe over everything else is his, his business sense. He's always been top notch, you know, he, He's very responsible for a lot of things for slaughter too. So. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah, he he's one cat that I'm gonna work on getting on uh, the podcast. As a matter of fact, because yeah, he has he Dana Dana Strum has done so much for the music industry that so many people just really don't know about.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally, so, and and that's and that's why like, you know, I had to just kind of get over my own like ego issues with that and just be like, okay, this is somebody you're gonna learn a lot from and just, just you know, <laughs> right. just bite your tongue and pay attention. <laughs> and once I got into that mindset, you know, he and I have been great. And the last show we did together was a Vince show. Um, oh, God, I don't know when that was. And he was great and he called me into the security meeting with everybody, with the security guys. And it's really funny to listen to his spiel with the security people there. <laughs> and just like tell him like okay so this is the girlfriend and this is the dog and this is the you know and right this is, like, and this is what you do if this happens and it sounds like whoa this is kind of intense like there's a lot of information these people are taking in at a very short period of time but he's got it down oh <laughs> it was, yeah
2: it's yeah, it, it, it it, pretty it,
1: cool. it, it's pretty cool it's like if comedy, if there's an active shooter this is what you do if there's this happens this is what you do i'm like that's weird considering like you know, it's like he doesn't work here, but he's right. giving these people, like, this is what we expect of you, you know, to protect the artist. And I was like, that, that was pretty cool,
0: oh, exactly. And but a lot of people don't <laughs> put some of that stuff into thought, they don't think about what it's yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's like, what is going on right now?
0: Well, and especially since the whole deal with uh, dime bag, yeah. Know, uh, you you have to have that scenario in there of if this happens this is what you do this is the person you grab this is the person yeah. you grab and yeah it, it it's For like sure. a secret service move it really is yeah so yeah. It, it it's phenomenal man I, I i i just i love the industry i love music and i love doing all this other stuff so it is what it is yeah <laughs> so all right, brother. Well, man, I've I've tied up enough of your time here today. So, uh, man, it's great talking to you. I, I can't wait to get Thank you guys you. down here, man. Uh, <laughs> get Vixen down here to Texas again, and man, I'll, even though I'm a Kansas boy, dude, I know where the I know where the Texas holes are. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I'd love to come back down there. It's I I always enjoy Texas, and I got plenty, tons of friends playing piano bars and stuff all over down there nice whatever so it'd be fun to come down and see everybody absolutely Um, whatever so and and, you know i just i don't care where we're playing as long as we're playing too so i'm kind of looking forward to getting back out with them
0: exactly i mean
1: i haven't seen vixen since march of last year any of the girls wow
0: wow that's that's Um, crazy isn't it (laughs) yeah
1: so you know last night we we did a show with like i said a hundred people that And I'd say 80 of those people (coughs) I haven't seen for over a year either. Right. And it was like, it it just didn't, it did that way though. And maybe I think a little bit is, you know, you have social media and stuff like that. So you kind of feel like you're still kind of keeping up with people in a way. Right. uh, Because you kind of see what their lives are and what's going on with them or whatever. You just don't happen to see them in person. So.
0: Exactly. When you finally
1: do, it's like, oh,
0: cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, Okay let's pimp out your uh, podcast and your uh, stuff you're doing online. What What's the name of it?
1: Um, well, I just, I play, uh, i just been, you know, since the pandemic hit, and I, I didn't have anywhere to play. I had to figure it out real fast. So I right. started streaming on Facebook. Okay. But once, once the, one, uh, and so I just did, you know, solo live performances on there. And once the um, uh, Facebook's copyright laws and, or, yeah. Laws, but rules started to get a lot more strict, and they would shut down my stream like in the middle of the shows. So I'm like, okay, I gotta find somewhere else to do this because this isn't working. So, at the first of the year, I moved over to Twitch, which so I now I'm on Twitch, which you know I I didn't know what it was I right. really so I I mean I just knew it was like a place for people play video games and other people watch people play video games, right. which I thought was weird, but whatever, <laughs> and. But then I noticed there was a really good music community there, and and the one thing I, is you can grow exponentially on Twitch or you can't on Facebook unnecessarily. You know, on Facebook right. you're playing your family and your friends, and they've seen by the time they've seen you like two or three times, they're over it. They're like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're talented. All right, move on, next thing. I'm gonna watch you know Dora or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, so on Twitch, when you finish a show, you can take your audience. So say if I got 20 people watching me. I can take them over to somebody else's channel and all of a sudden those 20 people are now watching somebody else. Right. In addition to the audience members they have, but that's how you grow. And so I started doing that and it's, man, it's, it's been great. And so I'm on there four nights a week. Um, it's twitch.tv slash Tyson Leslie music. And then on Sunday nights, my voice was always cashed on Sundays cause I do these weekend shows and I couldn't sing. Right. So I decided and I wanted to do this podcast thing called Let's Talk with Tyson Leslie and and just talk to kind of, I don't know, for lack of better terms, my rock star friends that I've met in the last few years with, you know, tour with Vixen and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so we've had everybody from Troy, from Lucetta, from Tesla, and like Dave Ellison, from Megadeth and Last, uh, last week, uh, a couple nights ago, I had Anthony Corder from Torrentor and just, you know, tons of people like that, like from that time period and stuff. Uh, the stuff that I grew up listening to, and you know, it's really fun because I get uh, my interest, like you know, you mentioned earlier, your interest on your podcast is kind of the tour management and stuff like that. My right. interest is, on mine is is not like, you know. I don't know, like we talked to Todd Latore from My, I didn't really, I I didn't want to get into anything that had anything to do with Jeff Tate or anything that had anything to do with stuff that you can just look on on Google or whatever. I want to know like, what was your first guitar that you ever owned and yeah you know and who what was the first concert you ever saw and what was the first band that you got to open for where you were like pooping your pants and you're like i can't believe that i'm doing that you know that's stuff that's interesting to me yeah so that's what we talk about and it's it's a lot more fun and i i just try to i i make it more about them and their personal um like how they how did you get from just being this kid to being in strike you know or bri right. kicks or whatever band that i talked to then that's been a lot of, a good approach because a the audience members don't know a lot of that stuff i don't know a lot of that stuff yeah. like it's interesting to me it's way more interesting to me like hey what was the first guitar you ever owned and do you still have it and if you do let me see it i want to look at it you know like, yeah, exactly cool to me yeah so i don't yeah, you know, and because all the controversy stuff you can just find on Blabbermouth or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it, of places for all
0: that. It, You know, the, the the thing is, is I, I actually reached out to uh, uh, a former member of Queens Rikes camp to be on uh-huh. the podcast, and they yeah. sent they sent me this big letter of, well, we need this 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 and this from you, and I, I sent oh, back wow. I sent back I said, okay, here's my links. I was like, yeah. Do you want to do it or not? I don't want all this crap of run around. It's yes or no. Right. And sure. they's like, Well, at this time we don't feel that it's uh prevalent for us. I was like, Don't I ever ask to do it again. That's simple. Yeah. You know, uh I, sure I'm not one of these huge names, sure but I am media. I am trying to help you promote yourself because let's face it, being a year off, you yeah. need some help.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, I mean Eddie Chunk was talking about I mean you, you know that he's like, there's some artists that come in with, like, this is stuff you can't talk about, or this is whatever. And I haven't run into that yet, but, uh,
0: you I will guess with I Michael Sweet.
1: As a, <laughs> a, yeah. Well, I, you know, but, but Michael and I are friends too. And he, and, and I always tell people ahead of time, like, this is what I, this is how I do things. And,
0: right. Kind of like the conversation awesome. we had before we started rolling. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's like, <clears throat>
0: uh,
1: it, it, it's a little different, I guess for me in some ways because so far everybody that i've talked to except for charlie Bonate are people i know personally that are like right. people i consider friends you know what i mean so yeah. um that's totally different so when i actually when i went with charlie i was like man this is gonna be I actually really had to like rack my brain and make sure i you know stayed the course a of the way i always do things but b it's like um what do I ask this guy? You know, exactly. like it took me a minute to figure that out, and then once I did, once the conversation got going, it just you know it kind of flows itself. But it, it just that intimidation of like, okay, this is the first guy that I don't really know very well, and there's not a ton of stuff about him online. I right. mean, there is, but but it's not like if you're looking up, I don't know, uh, uh the just if you look up anthrax, there's plenty of stuff, but if just the individual members, there's not, you know? And so Mm -hmm. it was just, uh, it was fun to kind of a good challenge for me to do something like that with somebody that I didn't know really. Uh, The fact that he said yes in the first place, I was like, no way.
0: Awesome. Yeah, exactly.
1: I know you know how that feels. I'm sure you've got some people you are like, you landed and you're like, Oh, Whoa. They said yes.
0: (laughs) Cool. Well, you know, okay. So my, my top three, Holy crap moments is I've got them was uh michael sweet who i've been a fan of striper since the early 80s okay yeah the next yeah. one was don barnes from 38 special yeah nice. love don and then the the third holy crap i can't believe that these guys are agreeing to be on my radio show was uh the yeah. nelson twins
1: yeah i love those guys the, they Yeah, they're so
0: cool and man yeah
1: Matt came and played my rare hair show. And we did, uh, we did after the rain, and that was really
0: cool. Oh, that is awesome, man! That's and, that's one of my favorite tunes of theirs. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, so it,
1: I do this show like three nine, three times a year called Rare Hair. We just throw a bunch of people from guys that play for Taylor Swift to guys who play on Lower Broadway to guys who record on whatever record, right. and you know, it just the Nashville players. or throw them all in a pot. And then there's all these '80s guys that live here now, like guys from Winger and, and the Nelson Twins and. and cinderella guys and, and whatever yeah and they'll come out and play so like you know we had brian from kicks and troy from tesla last night and and it's just so much fun to throw everybody in and just and just and we played the deep cut 80s stuff that you know you don't hear on the radio so we don't do the you're not gonna hear living on our prayers we child mine or any of that crap right. on my show you're gonna we did bang tango last night and bottom and you know <laughs> weird stuff like that it was yeah
0: fun. well yeah it, doing something like that i Got to go to your next one. I mean, that's all there is to it. I'm going to find a way to make sure I'm at your next uh, event that you do that because that sounds yeah. Like we're doing so August sixth.
1: August sixth is going to be crazy, badass too. Because really? like the guest list of players is ridiculous. Um, I mean, I, I can't even remember. I'm too tired. But I mean, uh-huh. like just you know, I, I mean, we have comedians. We've got VJs like Mark Goodman's going to be here and oh, nice. uh, Ricky Rackman's going to be here and uh, and matt pinfield and then like you know and don jameson from that metal show right be here I'm, I'm gonna throw him on guitar and make him play something and <laughs> but then we got guys like billy sheehan and uh you know three guys from accept and guys from Ace band it's just the list is ridiculous and um it's a thing called the rock and pod uh actually you're a podcaster you totally should come because yeah. that's what it's a podcast convention okay and uh, so it's all these podcasters come and they can interview all the music guests. And then we have a big jam on that Friday night at the mercy lounge for all the music guests who are going to get up and they just pick whatever favorite song they have from their catalog of music, that, of whatever band, right. you know, they've been in and then I put a, a band together around them to perform that song. And huh,
0: that's awesome. Fun. So anyways,
1: yeah, I mean, that's something you should definitely consider coming to though, because I mean, it's, like I said, it's literally four podcasters. Yeah, well, <laughs> so. trust
0: me, dude, August 6th, I am there, uh, I think that's the week before my wife has to go back. My wife teaches here in uh, uh, the Dallas area.
1: Yeah, mine does too, that's <laughs> where mine does here. So, so uh, yeah.
0: and we're, she, she is, she loves her English class, and she has a master's degree in, was it nonfiction writing? something like that oh wow cool and uh but yeah this
1: thing is like three days long too so six seven eight so whatever oh, works for you just let me know we'll figure
0: it out dude i will be there for all of them <laughs> uh yeah yeah and i'll bring her with me she's 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 actually kind of like my manager my tour manager <laughs> so nice. it, it's actually nice a pretty to good, have yeah uh, isn't it isn't it? You guys do a job that I don't want to do. <laughs> I'm just going to be really honest with you, man. It's just, yeah. it's insane. You know, showing up at a venue, we had a big snafu here a month ago where I was supposed to do a lot of media stuff at a, at a festival and we show up and they're like, uh, you, you were supposed to buy a booth. I'm like, I'm not buying a booth. I'm media. And I told them the whole, they're like, yeah, no, that's not how it works. I'm like, all right, see ya. I'm out. So, <laughs> yeah, but it, it is what it is. So, anyways, dude, thank you so much for coming on here. Uh, you know, the, Yeah, man, thanks for having me. I will actually uh, link this uh, to you through Facebook. Okay, uh, great. And, man, thank you so much again. I, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day, dude, and especially after having a show last night and being here today, dude. <laughs> you are a rock star. Oh, man, it's, I'm I'm happy to do it all right brother well hey man you have a great day and uh, you and little one take a nap and enjoy the rest of your day <laughs> all right me too what is every musician's goal tone cutting through all the who makes what is exhausting colossal cables has put you and your instrument first by using only the best of the best so you can achieve the tone you deserve the old saying you get what you pay for is no joke but don't be price gouged by the inferior cables that loses tone by the foot colossal cable has put the tone back in your hands XLR mic cables, speaker cables, instrument cables. See their full line at www.colossalcable.com and take your tone back. The sound you crave is right in front of you. Dynamo amps are the choice of guitarists looking to blend that tone, quality, and perfection you don't find every day. But hey, don't take my word for it. Ask Parker Lundgren of Queensryche or Scott Dalhue of Dangerous Toys. Me personally, I've never heard such a magical sound come from an amp in my life. And I've been playing for over 40 years. Even to quote those high-end companies, they can't compete with dynamo amps. Don't get suckered into an expensive paperweight. Go for the best of the best. Handmade in Texas. Massive sound? Yeah, Dynamo Amplification has that huge Texas sound. Go check them out at www.dynamoamplification.com and make your sound come alive.